What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, returning, is the Ivan Ooze to my White Ranger. And if you don't get that reference, listen to Flux to Pose, everybody. Mr. Lucas Rose is back. Nice, nice. You know, I couldn't remember if his name was actually Ivan Ooze, so, you know, in my mind, I'm just, all I remember is purple. Lots of purple with that guy. Nope, it was Ivan Ooze. I I was a Power Ranger kid, so, yep, I was, I was a fan. Did you see the movie in theaters? I, I, um, I think I did. I honestly don't remember, um, but I think I did. You had to. I was I was big on that at the time. I did not see the new one in theaters that the kids were talking about, the one from like three years ago or something. I didn't even finish the new one, so that tells you it, it was how I it was a, about that. Yeah, it was a weird take on it. It wasn't bad. I don't know. Like there was yeah. good actors in it. It was just a weird take on what we expected Power Rangers to be, I guess, is really what it was. Yeah, it was kind of to me, it was like the remake of Transformers meets Power Rangers. Like they change or even turn teenage mutant Turner yeah. Ninja Turtles. Uh what are their names again? Tur- uh, uh, Michael Ambolo and mm-hmm. uh, Donatello and Rockelangelo. Okay. Yep. Everybody ends in Allo. Hello. <laughs> Angelo, Allo, and Raffalello. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it just was weird. And I was like, I don't think I like this. I don't hate it. I just, yeah, I go back to Ivan Ooze every time, man. I mean, it was it was a product of its time. I'll give it that. I, I just never understood as a kid watching that why their suits were so different in the movie versus when I watched them every day on TV. Like they kind of got had those robotic, almost like Gundam style suits. Did like they? Had I, man, I'm forgetting stuff. this. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, look it up. So see, we, I was just seeing the spandex, and the only texture to their outfits was like the White Ranger or Green Ranger had like the shoulder pad thingy and their helmets, obviously. But in the movie, they had like these plastic robotic. Like like I said, Gundam style, um, like sharp edge suits. Oh man, I, yeah, I really don't remember that. Oh, yeah, funny thing is, I really don't remember much of the movie itself, honestly. Even though I do remember going and seeing it in the movie theater. Yeah, and it's like latex, or it almost looks like shiny leather yeah. instead yep. of spandex or whatever it was before. You're right. Yeah. So but weird. Then- How did we not get on the internet and complain about this? Well, I mean, the internet was it was a new thing then, but it, it was because you know it's because the the show is typically taking you know Japanese footage from the show, and we yeah. just, we just shot the American kids you know in the the juice bar with Ernie there you know in between sessions where they didn't have yeah. their helmets on, but the movie was the first thing that was created all at once, so I guess they decided to spruce it up. But I don't know why you wouldn't just use the same suits. Like I don't I don't know. Is Maybe they thought they were going to go from there. Like have them wear those from then on. All the and time. Then I mean, maybe. And they were like, that's dumb. We have all this footage from this show that was actually shot 20 years ago. Let's <laughs> just keep using that instead. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame them. Money, ma- making money, baby. Got to make that money. Whatever's cheapest. Shovel it out to the kids, man. They eat it up. Gosh, he, I'm seeing Ivan News now. He really was purple. Oh, like, yeah. He was purple, purple. There was there was nothing other than purple on him. And maybe yeah. perhaps a little bit of a reddish purple. Yeah, there's different shades Lord. of purple. 50 shades of purple. That's, that's an entirely <laughs> different kids movie. Um, we don't want to go there. We don't. <laughs> don't. No, we don't. 
Um, so thank you everybody for listening. We appreciate you tuning in every week and hopefully getting a few chuckles out of the show. And thank you to uh, Dev for filling in last week. We had some fun there. Um, but our biggest thank yous have to go to our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you especially to Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bone Saw, Borboni, Devin Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Hammond, Paul Calico, Mike Masick, Zach Bradshaw, and of course, Nick Fahaba. Thank you. You guys are wicked awesome. Wicked awesome for being patrons. Um, if you are interested in supporting this show and everything else that's on the PSVG Podcast Network, please, please head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. Now, Lucas, we're, we talk about video games sometimes. We have been known to. Um, looking at the show notes from today, I actually don't think there's a lot of talk actually about video games. But what we are going to talk about video game related is what we've been playing. Um, yeah. This time I'm going to go first only because I really can't say much. Um, once again, uh, I have the the luck and uh, pleasure of reviewing yet another game from Sony. So obviously the big exclusive that's coming out later this month is uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And I am playing that. And that's really all I can say for like another two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Because next week I can probably say it as we record. And I think we're okay because I think my embargo lifts on the 13th when that episode would come out. But I can't really say much. Um, I think I'm okay with saying this because I'm not reviewing it at all in any aspect of what I'm about to say. Uh, What I will say is I am pleasantly surprised because the game isn't what I thought it was. Um, I always thought of something like Sekiro or like Neo or Dark Souls. Like it seems like it was putting that heavy uh, emphasis on the combat being mm-hmm. like you need to parry and stuff like that. All I'm going to say is it's probably a lot more accurate to call this Assassin's Creed Japan with a mm. much uh, more fleshed out story. And that's really how the game is. Um, and I really like it so far. And that's really all I can say. Um, and I will talk about it more when I can, but I'm playing that. So really that's really all I'm playing uh, because I have to try and get enough time in on this game to be able to write a, a, accurate review with enough of uh, time spent to be authentic and genuine about it. I don't want to, you know, half-ass it. Um, it does seem to be a big game, uh, so I'll probably need the leeway time they gave me to get into it, but uh, very, very cool so far, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Cool. That one looked cool, and so yes. it's good to hear that. It seems like they are positive impressions, but I won't hold yes. you to that because... Yeah, oh. I could say positive. So far, I'm, I'm positive on what oh, I've played. Man, I don't know if you're crossing that line, don't, but you're don't getting come really after me, Sony of Canada. <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> They're just waiting in the wings. They're well, like, they had Canada they had one day yesterday. Thing. They had Canada Day yesterday, so they're probably still hungover. Oh, okay. On their, their Paps Blue Ribbons. And, and their maple syrupses. Yeah, they had that maple scissor. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> that was so, very bad. So what are you playing? Because it's been a while since we've been able to talk about what, what you've been up to. So what are you, what are you yes, doing over there? As usual, I am, uh, you know trying out a smattering of, mm-hmm. of games it seems and there's been there's more than just this but these are the highlights for now are uh, they no nah, no not okay. really they're probably the lowest of the low except for maybe one thing but uh i am trying to get through dragon quest 11 before i have to take it back to the library i've had this game for so long i have no excuse for not having it completed by now but are your uh, libraries back open again or yes no? yes okay, they are and, becoming due is yeah no, how did that work because wouldn't it be due like right when they open up but they give you no some time or? so what happened was they refreshed everybody's like the day that they opened they refreshed it from that point and gave you whatever the first renewal oh so as, like, as you as you just picked it up that day they treated it like that so basically you got, yeah you've had this game for like six months at this point <laughs> yes i have okay. yes i have i basically <laughs> own it at this point uh so 
I, I neglected it for a very long time. And that's pretty much how my playtime has been with this game. I'll play it for uh, really strongly for two or three weeks. And then I won't, I'll put it down for two or three weeks and then I'll pick it back up. And I don't know why that is, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a good game, but it has tarnished a little bit as I've played it. Mostly because I think it had some pacing issues. Uh, I feel like some things that happened in the story should have happened sooner. And uh, it just has these weird story beats that I feel kind of, they just feel almost like they're out of order. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil the story for anybody who hasn't played it, but I will say at one point the team kind of breaks up. And so they they all have to end up going their separate ways and you got to get the band back together. Oh. And so you end up playing as characters that you might not have played as before. And that happens to, in in my opinion, very late in the game. I felt like that should have been kind of the, the first act, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, building and so, up to it. And so, or maybe like the, the beginning or the end of the beginning of the end of the first act. So it's just now that it's towards the end of the game, I feel like it's just kind of weird, but, uh, or maybe it was front heavy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say with RPGs, they can be so padded in length and everything is usually optional except for the main quest. So it's kind of up to you how long that the game ends up being. But, uh, yeah, at this point, I just kind of want to be done with it and I have no excuse to not have beaten it so uh, i'd feel really bad Callow just canceled his patreon support because of your comments on yeah track. so great right. i know great you know what he's moved on to xenoblade chronicles anyway so it's probably true whatever <laughs> get out of here get out of here get out of here he's on dragon quest 12 oh right now oh man he's he can't talk about it either he signed no. an nda mm-hmm. um well speaking of uh rpgs that are anime inspired or at least to have that aesthetic to them i tried this game out of just some sort of sick curiosity because i remember talking about it when it was released and i'm just i was just like i don't know what this is Mm -hmm. so that game is tokyo massage sessions sharp fe softcore it's it's got the world's longest name ever what is the deal why do these japanese games have these names <laughs> i've made fun of this name so many times that i not once thought of massage sessions <laughs> that is fantastic uh i mean that's the first thing i thought of when i saw that <laughs> so yeah what do you think about this game so like i reviewed it and i, I poo-pooed on the game for a long time like that first round when it was out on wii u i was like yeah. what is this game this makes no sense donnie just kept talking about oh but it's singing and dancing and fire and I'm like that does not make any sense at all but then i played it and and from what I played, I did not beat this game by any means, but from what I played, it was interesting enough and it was not what I thought it was going to be, but it was still very odd. Yes. Uh, well, let me just say this. When I started the game and it asked me about a character wearing uh, eyewear glasses specifically, yeah. it's like, do you want this character to wear glasses? And I'm just like, I don't know what. Like, who, who's the character? We haven't been introduced to anybody. You just asked me what difficulty I wanted to play on. And then you went from that to, do you want Subara or whatever her name is, Subasa, to wear glasses? And I'm like, who is this? Is this a girl, a guy? Like, yeah, it's, I feel like you're catering to a specific audience with that question. So I'm just kind of weirded out. Now, thankfully, for the people who can't decide, they have a randomizer. They say, I don't care. Just pick for me and that's what i did and uh because i don't care whatever if the person needs to wear glasses that's fine i'm not gonna make fun of them but if they can't see without them i'm not gonna force them to not wear glasses just because i have a prejudice against people who have four eyes 
So just wear contacts and still be able to see. Well, that's what I do. Don't tell anybody, but yes, I don't, I can't cover up this natural beauty with giant mask on my face. Oh wait, I have to just, I I think it was really for all the people in Japan that have like a glasses fetish or something. Cause I really, I was was like, I forgot about that. I'm like, why are you asking? It's like, what difference does it make at all? Like, I know. Is it a power up? Like, is it like Cyclops <laughs> with his glasses and you shoot yes. teams? Like, I don't, I don't It is. Know. It is all of these things and more. Uh, I will never know because my, in my playthrough, no glasses, hmm. no glasses. So I, I, think I, I mean, did have glasses. I think, I think I picked glasses. So it's like, well, if I have the option, you're going to wear them. Yeah, that's true. More is always better. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously I'm going to have to play through again and take the glasses route and see how that changes the game There's and big the different storyline elements that happen because you have glasses on <laughs> that would like be a major battle and they get fogged up so oh no uh that would be a really big turn for me on this game I- i'm just starting out so i've barely played okay other than i know kind of what's happening and uh, as far as the story and yes it's all about uh pop star idols from what i gather and the the combat is a little bit more uh, what I expected. I, I was kind of surprised by that. I don't know about any of the skills or anything like that, but yeah, it's like this weird cross between like Digimon and uh, a regular RPG. Cause you just yeah. have these sort of spirits or whatever, maybe persona where you you have these fighting spirits or uh-huh. forms or whatever. And uh, you go and you do battle and, and I find it, I don't know. I'm assuming these are from Fire Emblem. Yeah, they're just really Crom. weird takes on them. Yeah, they're and, twisted. But okay, yeah. I, I figured because they didn't. They looked a little bit no, yep. more like themselves when you combine, but not when they're yes. separate. Yeah. Um, and that the one girl has a really weird name, Seda or something like that. I think it is. It looks like Kata, but yes. it's pronounced like Seda yeah, or yeah, yeah. Tara or something like that. Uh, but yeah, very very anime, very. Uh-huh kind of basically what i expected so i'm not going to knock it for that uh but you have to make sure you play it on high volume in the same room as your wife during the cutscene, so you get that authentic anime female voices all the time oh yeah where they overreact to everything oh! yeah <laughs> and you're just like i used uh, and your wife's like what is that like i'm sorry my character had a grilled cheese it was too hot apparently that was her reaction there yeah i i can't help i can't help what the game sounds like okay i'm sorry why is she wearing glasses lucas <laughs> <laughs> it was randomized i didn't even pick it what oh boy that game you know those games based on anime they'll get you in trouble oh with yeah your, with your significant others and pretty much everybody else who doesn't know what's going on who's not in the know mm-hmm. uh i'm playing spider-man on the old ps now yeah you are for a week that's a, that's the only amount of time i have left so i'm, I'm trying to oh, that's right i want to rush through it to be done with it but it is getting me on the collectibles inside missions because at, at least at the beginning they seem useful and you're, you know, you get experience points mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, you hear a little blurb about whatever the collectible from the backpack that you picked up is. And, and that stuff always gets me. It's, it's yeah. not, it's the ones where you just pick something up and it just disappears into a menu somewhere and has no significance what, whatsoever that I can ignore. But these ones, I'm just like, okay, how do I plot a route from this backpack to this landscape photo to this secondary mission and then yep. to the main mission that I have to do? Yep. So yep. everything takes an hour. Um, <laughs> so the traversal, obviously, is always the big question when it comes to Spider-Man. How, how is the uh, the web slinging? And to me, it it's great now, but it took me a while to get used to. Hmm. Um I felt kind of like I had to correct myself because you're kind kind of swinging at an angle, but it feels like you're not going straight because yeah, 
you feel like you're going to kind of go in a half circle, but it kind of automatically accounts for that anyway. So once you get used to it and you realize, oh, like I can't just, it's not like the PlayStation 2 days or PlayStation 1 days where you can just web sling anywhere and it doesn't matter what your web is attaching mm-hmm. to. Uh, yeah. You can't just go over Central Park and just magically be attached to whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, you actually have to figure out a route. And sometimes I do run into buildings, but thankfully they kind of account for that by letting you parkour and yep. run straight up the building. And then you can launch off of them if you hold a certain button. So once you realize all the tools that are available to you to traverse the land, uh, it actually becomes very awesome because you're not just web slinging, you're running across rooftops, you're, you know, catapulting yourself with your webs and, yeah. and everything. So very cool. Uh, and it does take a while also to learn how to land where you want to. Yes. Uh, I find the best way for me to do it is to slow-mo with the left trigger and then just kind of do the uh, sort of web uh, sling where you just kind of, or the, I don't know what they call it. You, you kind of basically shoot a web and you go straight to whatever you shot to. Yeah. It's almost um, like you slingshot yourself to the ground or whatever. Exactly. Yep. And uh, I just do that, especially the slow-mo is very helpful and in, in kind of pinpointing where you want to go. Hmm. Uh, the combat is very good. Obviously, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the free flow system of, of combat that you see sort of in Batman or something like that. So feels really good. And to me, there's so many more options available to him and there's so much more movement in this game where you're flipping around uh, off of walls of off of other guys you're up in the air but you can you know quite easily uh start attacking another opponent uh without much problem the only thing i've i've found that i'm fighting with the most is the camera it's really hard to keep the camera up to speed Mm -hmm. uh when there's a group of enemies around you and you kind of have to keep swinging around to see who you're fighting next. Yeah. The targeting is a little, it's hard because most time you're being attacked by a pack. It's not just, you know, ones or twos. It's like, no, there's like 10 people coming at you at the same time. Yeah, exactly. A lot of those attacks, like, you know, I I used to use one where you twirl the guy around. So you take out everyone around you because you can't see necessarily who's behind you sometimes. Exactly. Uh, And especially with those guys with the guns that tend to stick off to the yes. outer ring and yep. just kind of shoot you uh, from afar. But yeah, so many options. It's great. I don't use the gadgets as much as I probably should. I didn't either. I had that problem in Batman though, as well, that it, it was a Same. little easier to incorporate there, but I just never did. I don't know why. Um, I appreciate the stealth takedowns and being able mm-hmm. to kind of sneak up into, especially the uh, whatever they're called, the, the construction sites yep. and uh, sort of start things off as thinning the herd as it were uh and yeah all that said i just need to have it done in about a week before it's removed i'm curious to see what they're going to add to ps now because taking off spider-man is a huge hit i would think yeah i mean try to think of like what else they could throw on there does death stranding on there at this point uh, yeah I'm, or... I'm kind of horizon zero dawn is kind of what i was hoping for oh it's true because that's not on there is god of war on there right now I don't think the new one is, but the all of the other one up to. Okay, so I mean, they they have a couple things they can do, and really, they kind of only need to bide the time until um, PS5 hits, and they may retool that anyway. And I really hope they do something a lot similar to you know what Xbox is doing, Game Pass, and get those first party titles. I know their first party titles sell gangbusters, but it'd be nice to at least have the old stuff, and then you know, say, hey, after six months, we'll add the first party stuff there. I'd be okay with that too, because I know their their quality stuff. Um, Are you digging? Are you digging the story in Spider-Man? Like you like what they're doing with the character in this iteration? 
Yes, yes, I, I really, I do. I feel like it's a, a more classic version of Peter Parker that I yeah. know from sort of the animated cartoon of the nineties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not exactly the same, but yeah, it, it's sort of Tom Holland's take plus the cartoon mixed together, but not as cartoony. It's actually yeah. quite adult. I was kind of surprised. I showed my son a little bit of it. Uh, the you know, web slinging and picking up backpacks and showed him a very small snippet of the combat. But I was kind of like, okay, you know, that's, that's about as much as I want you to see before somebody uh, says a bad word or, you know, really hits yeah. me with a gun or a rocket launcher or something. So or mom comes in and sees what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think that's very appropriate for him. And I'm just like, okay, fun time's over. Sorry, kiddo. I tried. Uh, so yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and uh, it, the story has piqued my interest with these strange mm. demon uh, gang clan, whatever yeah. you want to call them. So, how do you like um, Mary Jane? Because this is probably the most different take I've seen on Mary Jane, and personally, I really like this Mary Jane. Yes, I feel like she has a re- like much more of a story to herself besides existing as the girlfriend. Uh, it is a little bit. Lois Laney kind of, but oh, that's I, fair. I think it works better for her uh, as a kid because it feels, I don't know. Like, I feel like it makes more sense that Spider-Man comes to her rescue and they have, they have uh history too, mm-hmm. where they've already broken up yep. since this game has started. So uh, I just feel like, you know, she has her own thing going on and they have kind of this history that helps make it feel like their interactions have like a deeper level that you know, kind of runs through mm-hmm. anybody who's familiar with having a relationship with somebody that you used to uh, date or whatever. So uh, yeah, I really like it. I really like her being in there. I was kind of surprised actually, yeah. especially when you get to play as her. Yep. Um, so that was cool too. Uh, but yeah, I can't really think of too many negatives uh, for cool. this game so far. So <laughs> Mr. Negative. <laughs> I did wear the negative suit for a little while. And then I was like, I don't like the suit at all. Yeah, I like that. That was one of the things that really hooked me was all the different suits and yes. been like switch them all the time. Like, oh, which one do I want to wear now for this mission? And like, ooh, let's pick out this one, you know, change it all the time. So I played I wore that golden uh, black one for a little while. And I was yeah. just like, this is so like I feel is that from a comic? I've oh, never yeah. seen that. They're, they're all like if you actually go in the suits, I think they they tell you in the description it's first appearance, I think. Oh, okay. And there too, it even tells you where it's from, I believe. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, they're all nothing was created for the game except for his main suit. Okay. Like that was that was an original design for the game, to my knowledge, but everything else was taken from other things. Like um, I don't know if you get it with PlayStation now, but like his iron spider suit from Avengers was yeah. in there was is in there in the game. So I don't all know. All of the DLC okay. and everything is in there. I oh okay, perfect. Because I, I I wore the um the one from the movies in the two yep. thousands. Okay, I wore so that yeah. for a little while, and I was all like, right, oh so they, my they do goodness. include that there. But yeah, they all they all have a history there, which are pretty cool. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. To, I hope you get through it. I really do because I'm not sure how far you want. I don't really want to talk too much in case you're not to give anything away. Um, but I really want to hear your impressions as you get further into this. I think I'm going to end up having to buckle down and just do the main mission. I think the collectibles are going to have to go on hold for a while. Unfortunately, I, so. I would I would only go and get them if you're having a hard time. With, like if you hit a point in the game where you're starting to get held up and you can't do things, mm. then go get some of the collectibles and see if the power ups or advantages give you any any assistance there. But yeah, oh. the the hardest thing actually in the game for me was um, I don't think this is really a spoiler. You probably ran into at least someone if you're doing this. I mentioned Taskmaster. Have you ran into him yet? 
Not yet, but I knew he was in the game. Okay, so I like heard that, people talking about it. That's a side mission thing you can do. Those are the hardest thing, in my opinion, in the entire game. Oh, so okay. I didn't do a bunch of them because so I was just like, I don't feel like dealing with this. And and what you get for it really wasn't worth it for me because I wasn't trying to get the platinum or anything like that as mm. far as the trophies. So um, those I would definitely skip. I don't think you need to do any of those. I was uh, also surprised that the the depth of the upgrade system, the, mm-hmm. the different currencies don't really bother me at all, but I could see it being annoying when things get a little bit more expensive and yeah. then having to seek out like, oh, I got to go do a, uh, you know, break in or. Mm-hmm. whatever some crime stopping thing yep. so that i can get specific tokens but yeah all in all really cool really good cool all right well that's enough from us let's say we answer some questions lucas let's do it all right then it's time to check out the messages message for you sir first one every week mr consistency over here Takeda sends us a question. <laughs> Lucas, you lost a bet and have to get a tattoo on your bum of an 8-bit character. Who are you putting on your bum bum? This is his exact words. Ooh. Now, my first question, I'm going to take this literal, but at first I said, could it be any character in the style of 8-bit? Or does it have to be an 8-bit character as originally seen uh, in a Vigi game? I would take it as any character in an 8-bit variation, as long as it's video game related. Okay. I think, I think that's where I think that's good. <laughs> uh, well, I went with the old Mega Man. Uh, mm. I mean, that's the first one that came to mind. And uh, I think a lot of people would get the reference. Uh, and I don't know. The only problem would be what suit he would wear, I guess. Are a lot of people looking at your bum bum? Because well, a lot of people would be familiar. It's... Yeah. I mean, if they want to, I guess it's, it's not legal, is it? Well, <laughs> What would your wife say? Like if you didn't tell her and just one day you're like, you're coming out of the shower, walk in the room. She's like, what is that? Like funny story, honey. I got to tell you to her credit. She'd probably say, is that a mega man on your bum bum? You know, she'd actually be able to point it out. I think she would probably be more worried about the money that I spent to do it than the Mm. fact that I had it on, on me. I mean, I already have one tattoo that I sort of regret. So, <laughs> I mean, she probably would care less about that part than. <laughs> Fair I, enough. Can we just say how bad it would be to get a tattoo on your butt? Like, can you even sit down? Or yeah, would it have well, to be one cheek? Yeah, you lean over and just kind of give it one of these for a week mm. or so. I mean, I don't know how long it takes for those to heal and not hurt, but sounds worth it. Yeah. What about you? Um, so, my initial thing was like, and this is kind of something I've always thought about getting a tattoo, but like, Kind of like what you had brought up too in the Discord. I forget if it was your, uh, PSVG or Flux. You were talking about tattoos, and like, but how much money they cost. Oh, it's yeah. just like so. I keep going back and forth, but I've always wanted to do like the Triforce, and I'm not gonna say like that would be the character, but that would be like if I were getting a video game tattoo. Period. It would be the Triforce or the the Hylian, Hi- the Hylian like with the bird and the Triforce together, like something like that. I would oh, like to do yeah. as well. Um, but if I had to do a character, I, it would be a toss up between Link um, and then. Ness from Earthbound, but done eight bit style because obviously he was on the SNES and yeah, I, I would do something like that as well too. Because I mean they're they're basically kind of the same thing when you look at it. you. They, there was Earthbound or Mother uh, NES version, but the character looked a little bit different. So I would just do the way that he one. looked in Mother Two um, to be a little bit better. But that that would, that would be my picks if I had to. But yeah, my first choice would not be on my bum bum. I'd almost rather lose a bet and have it put somewhere else because <laughs> then I feel like you don't have to explain it as much when somebody actually sees it. Like that's true. That's like, true. what's the tattoo of that? Oh, it's Mario. You know, just how, whatever. Like, how many people are willingly getting tattoos on their bum bum? That's the real question. 
And if they are, and what's wrong with you if that's the case? That's fair. So we throw that out to you, the audience. If any of you are tattoo artists or have a tattoo in your bum bum, please let us know. And we will ask questions and then talk about you off the air and judge you silently. It's true. Depending on the tattoo, of course. No, I'm going to judge them either way. It's just the level of how much judging may vary depending on the tattoo. What if it was decided that like you have a lot of tattoos and the coolest tattoo that you got by by committee vote was the one that was on your bum bum? Wouldn't that be awful? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they'd, they'd be like, wow, the best tattoo you have, none of us ever want to see. <laughs> <laughs> like if we do get to see it, we know when we're in some, we're in some trouble here and that's, that's problematic. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of problematic, mm-hmm. the next question comes in from this air in the discord Ooh. NBA 2k 21's next gen version. So PS five, Xbox series X is $70 Lucas. Will we see this trend throughout or is this just a blip? And I, I gave you the article in case you weren't following. I don't know how your day was today, but this kind of came up in conversation here uh, where 2K was talking about basically their strategy for what we're seeing is is a variation of smart delivery. So we've talked a lot about the different games that are offering. Hey, if you buy it on PS4 or Xbox One now, you'll get an upgrade on next gen if you have it free of charge. Yeah. Well, 2K is like, no, 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 you ain't getting it for free. Um, you have to buy... Uh, the deluxe uh, Kobe Bryant Mamba Forever iteration of the game to get both the PS4 and the PS5 copy or Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Um, But the more interesting piece that seems to steal more people's attention, I think, is the fact that just the next-gen version of the game is $10 more. Wow. Yeah, I I mean... This had a lot of discussion in Discord around it, and a lot of people, uh, Donnie included, was like, well, you look at this way. Video game prices haven't changed in in over a decade at this point. Like, it's been at the $60 range for a long time. So it it makes sense, and and I get it, but I still don't like it. And when you look at things like PC, where games are, you know, cheaper, and you see, like, these crazy sales that we never see at a console level or very rarely see at a console level, this seems like a weird thing a weird road to be going down when everyone's comparing the new consoles as being closer to a pc anyway um Mm -hmm. we know how all all the developers are saying well these new next gen consoles are super easy to develop for so i'm imagining there's very little actual work that needs to be done when coding on the pc to getting it onto whatever platform they need to port it you know switch excluded but ps5 and xbox series x that i don't know that you need an extra ten dollars in my head like i feel like your job actually just got easier with this process um yeah, but, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not crazy about it, and I. I feel unfortunately that this. This is what it's going to be um, for games that come up. I am a little disappointed they're not doing the the smart delivery upgrade that a lot of companies are. I mean, like if EA says they're going to do it and then 2K doesn't, like what does that say about EA? Which is you know regarded as like the worst company for years and years and years. Yes that it's a, it's a little surprising to see. Um, but if we're going to be buying next gen games that they're coming out $70, I think this just um, further reinforces the value and the benefit of things like game pass and uh, PlayStation. Now, if they make changes to the program uh, for next gen, like I think that's kind of just pushing people in that direction. I may have reacted differently if this news was coming from a different company besides 2k, but especially with their sports series, it seems like they'll do anything to grab extra money. I, this is, I, I think we all just kind of determined and said, okay, $60 is the, the best price point to hit when it comes to a new AAA video game. Mm-hmm. And it, it's even more surprising to me that it's a sports title that comes out every year and they make so much money on. Yeah. 
I don't understand why you had to bump it up $10 where, like you said, they're so similar now, or at least I, I, in my understanding that it is fairly similar to develop for uh, this next platform, uh, next generation. I don't know, like you said, where's the $10 come in? What, how, how does that equate to what we're seeing? Uh, it's, it feels arbitrary. That's yeah. what it is. It just feels like, well, we're going to charge $10 more because we know that people will pay it to get to be the early adopters. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have pretty much accepted with this, this last generation, like we see a lot of uh, DLCs, uh, season passes, microtransactions, things of that. And that's kind of how game developers have been making additional money, you know, for the last, I mean, 10 years probably, but, you know, really aggressively the last five or so where almost every game has some sort of DLC or a way that you're continuing to support the developer and get a little something back. Um, so in my head, I'm like, if you're going to charge more, I'm okay with that. But does that mean we're getting less DLC or 2K is going to jam less you know, microtransactions in our face because those have a lot of those coin packs you buy and stuff like yep. that for... So, I mean, it's like, I don't get where for... If this was like an indie developer who says, hey, listen, it's getting really hard for us to be able to continue developing with new technology and stuff like that because it's a team of five guys making this game. That's one thing. But to these companies that are already, like you said, swimming in sales for these sports titles, especially to be the first ones out the gate to actually put a dollar value on their next gen game. Cause we haven't seen anybody announce prices at all. So it's not like, Oh, two mm-hmm. K is charging 70. Nobody else is that two K is just the first one to come out and say it. So now I feel like every company can say it like the same thing is going to yeah. happen. They don't need, they don't need to go back to 60. I like that. That's that door is open. So forget it. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't want less DLC in the sense of I don't want additional content for my game because I do enjoy that. I like knowing like, okay, I beat this game and now, you know, maybe three or four months later, I'm going to get an additional episode. Or I'm going to get something else to play with it. After like, I feel like I'm getting more out of my purchase that way. Um, so I don't want that to go away simply because they're they're just going to charge more for the game and maybe not do DLC anymore. Or they're going to do DLC and charge me again for more money. So then what does that turn into? Yeah, and that's what really worries me here is that there is no explanation as to the the price jump. And like you said, does that mean they're just going to include the season pass automatically? That would be I would be okay with that. It makes right. it slightly cheaper, but mm-hmm. there's there's no explanation for this. And for this title specifically to to be the one that kind of carries the flag into this new era. I, it doesn't sit right with me at all. And I'm, I'm actually kind of annoyed and uh, upset by this. It, it doesn't make any sense. I'm curious to see what the reaction for the other companies, the yeah. other releases that we know will be coming on, uh, uh, on the platforms, what their reaction will be and what they do, because it's a bad look, man. That's, that's inching really close to a hundred dollars per game. And that's just, I that's, can't justify that. Yeah. Cause I mean, imagine, you know, let's say, I know it's hard to find consoles, period, right now due to everything that's going on. But let's say Nintendo adapts this, which they don't really have a reason to. And I don't think they can justify it at this point because they got no new hardware or anything like that. But just for argument's sake here, mm-hmm. you get a, a Nintendo Switch Lite and that's $200. Now, the first game you buy is almost half the price of the actual console. That just yeah. seems odd to me. That's like buying your car and then saying, okay, well, you need gas to use this car. And the gas is going to cost you half the price of the car. Like, <laughs> If you want to use it, it's going to cost you almost, you know. It, it becomes a luxury item at that point. Right. And I mean, that's controller territory yep. as well. That, that's so, dangerous too. Well, we hope. I mean, controller territory might be higher than that. Yeah, now. 
Like we don't we don't and have they, prices on any, either the console, any peripherals. We don't have you know we're, we really need the both Microsoft and Sony to come on and say okay this is when this thing is coming out and that's going to be the time for all the publishers to say okay here's the price for the next gen console here's the box art for next gen and whatever and start getting those up on Amazon and Best Buy and everything like that and that's mm-hmm. when we're going to see all these prices but. Yeah. And it's why I'm surprised 2K was the first one to come out and give a price before even the console price or anything was out. Because I think everybody was just assuming, oh, it's still going to be $60. Like that conversation never really came to at least my mind at all. No, not at all. That this was going to go up. But now that it's up, I'm like, uh oh, our console price is going to be even higher than I'm thinking. Our our controller is going to cost even more than I was thinking. Like, I'm nervous now because I'm already like, well, I don't know for sure if I'm going to be a day one next gen person just for financial reasons. So, same. Now you're throwing this out here. It's like, okay, well, if I do get an X-Gen console, I can almost guarantee you I'm just doing uh, Game Pass or PS Now for a while because I'm not going to be able to, you know, or it's got to be, I'm going to have to think long and hard about what games I want to get right away. Yeah. And that, that's something Donnie pointed out. He goes, the $10 may not say, okay, I'm not buying as many games, but I'm going to buy less on day one. And I have to make sure it's something I absolutely want because you're, you're approaching that territory of how much is too much for a game. Yeah. Yep, I agree. And in, and right now with the economy mm-hmm. economy being the way that it is right now, I it just yeah, it just does not sit good with me at all. I don't think anybody's right now thinking, "Oh, I want to spend $70 on a game." I mean, like you said it's only a $10 increase, but that's so much that's so much more money for them per sale like Oh, just seems ridiculous. $5. Why couldn't it have been $5? Yeah. I'd still be angry, but like, it's just so, seems like so much. Just boom, 10 bucks. I don't know. And then I'm wondering what, you know, you think once we get out of this pandemic or like that, is our, is our taxes going to go up? Because how, yeah, the government's lost so much money with all this. So like, okay, is that going to go up? And it's going to be even more like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's depressing. Why did you ask us this question? (laughs) Moving what on, tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Right? What is? What are you doing? We were in a good mood. We were talking about like we bum tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next question comes in from Caro, the Nintendo Dame, and she's responding to my my gift that I put out there along with the asking for questions of Clint Eastwood. She asks, "What's?" The, she says, "Best Eastwood film." I'm taking as what our favorite Eastwood film is because it's kind of hard to say best. I don't know. Yeah, that would be hard. He's been in a lot of them. You know, yes, he has. And he's also directed a lot of them as well. So that is also true. Or some of them. Not as many as uh, he's been in, but no, uh, God, no. Now, here's the thing about Eastwood. I have not seen many of his films, to be honest with you. Uh, I have most more recently seen one that was kind of suggested to me by a friend. And that was Unforgiven, which I'm pretty sure we watched as a Netflixation uh, on Fluxtapost. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I enjoyed that one and I'm not a big Western person. So uh, yeah, I really liked the story and there was a, a good character for him to play in that film. So I would say unforgiven. I agree. I did enjoy unforgiven as well. And I like, you haven't seen a ton of Eastwood, but my grandfather um, growing up, he was a huge Eastwood fan. Um, so he'd have different stuff going on. So I've seen some things and I probably just don't remember it as well as mm-hmm. I, I, I could have, but I, dirty Harry, obviously. That's, yeah, that's a classic it's one. A classic. <laughs> Any which way but loose. I like no, that's the one with not, the monkey. Okay, I was gonna say I'm not super familiar, but the name I I know of. So that was Clint Eastwood with the monkey. Um, he was a trucker turned prize fighter and his pet orangutan. Wow. Yeah. I mean, how can you not like a movie that has a monkey in it or orangutan? Right. It was it was very much uh, an '80s movie, but it was done in the '70s. But it very much felt like a an '80s movie, so it was good for its time. <laughs> um, but best modern Eastwood film that I've seen, I actually did enjoy Gran Torino. I like that. Yeah. One. 
I thought that one was pretty good. Million Dollar Baby is pretty good too. That was good too. Films. Yeah, but and now he's just crazy and he talks to chairs. Uh, hopefully we'll all be that lucky one day. I mean, God, he's been acting for a long time. His first IMDb credit was in 1955. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. Um. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for sending your questions this week. We do appreciate it. As a reminder, you can always hit us up in the Discord with those crazy questions. Nothing clearly is too weird for us to answer. Or you can tweet us at PSVG. We appreciate it. And we enjoy you uh, catering and pandering to our requests. So keep it up. It's true. It's true. So it's been a week for you, Lucas. It's been two weeks. So it's time to check out the news. Out a week. Oh, yeah. There you go. (laughs) I'm like, he's looking at me. What does he want? No, I was going to do it. I I was waiting really long to make it awkward. Oh, um. yeah, yeah. So we'll put the bumper here now. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. (laughs) So, Lucas, what do you have for news this week? Well, let's start with uh, a serious and in-depth one here. Mm. So, and it might get some people excited. I don't know. We'll see. Microsoft is renewing the Fable trademark with intent to use, which sounds like something that you you would be indicted for uh, and convicted <laughs> and go to jail. <laughs> True. He had a banana with intent to use. That's five years. Uh, so let's see. Aside from a short-lived card game, which I don't remember. Do you remember this Fable card game? Oh, but of- it was a it was a digital card game, wasn't it? It wasn't physical. Yeah, I'm assuming. I think it was a game. Yeah, off the uh, Fable has been asleep for years but a trademark renewal suggests microsoft could have plans for it in the not too distant future don't get your hopes up too much though Mm. the application was filed on june 26th and is still waiting examination the renewal of a trademark just means the company of trying to hold on to it as you'd expect but in this case it arrives amid a resurgence in fable speculation and perhaps crucially microsoft has also filed an intent to use application now what that means is that uh, trademarks can be filed for things that aren't currently being used commercially. Microsoft mm-hmm. doesn't have to do anything, but yep. make a good faith agreement that it plans to use the Fable trademark in the future. But it does come with a deadline. So that deadline is in six months, they'll have to, Microsoft will have to file a statement of use or ask for an extension, which they can do uh, five times. Mm-hmm. They do have to show good cause, or actual probable cause, I guess, that they're trying to do something with it. Uh, But they can put it off for basically three years before they're able, before they have to prove that they have something in the works. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about Fable? Assuming this is true, that it could be. Yeah. Fable comes back. I mean, I think Fable coming back is quite possibly the worst kept secret in gaming right now. I think we all know it's coming. We think we're all pretty confident playground games is the one working on it. Like we, yep. we seem to know a lot. And I think this will be the curtain will be pulled back during Xbox's event uh, later this month, I think for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just been a compound a variation of multiple stories kind of leading up to this. And, and I, and I get it. And people jumping on it with the trademark thing. I was like, but we see that all the time. Like there's these articles, but Nintendo doing the same thing where, Hey, they trademark something. And it turns out nothing ever happens. I mean, I, I, I think the game's coming here, but intent to use, like you said, they only have, they have to use something with the trademark within three months and they can extend it. They could just make a t-shirt with Fable written on it and That's they used true. it. Like it, it, it is, an, and that renews it for the entire period. I think it's 10 years. They have to renew it every 10 years. So once they make one item, it's perfectly fine and then it goes. So um, yeah, it just goes from there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath on it. 
Okay, and Lucas, we got some breaking news here, literally as we are recording. Oh, wow. Evo Online, the the fighting game tournament canceled amongst abuse allegations on the organization's co-founder and CEO, Joey, Mr. Wizard Cellular. I think that's how you say his name. Um, Apparently, there's been a lot of uh, sexual misconduct claims against him. Uh, He has also resigned as well as this tournament being canceled. Uh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat both pulled their games uh, from EVO Online following these initial uh, conduct allegations against them. Um, So, yeah, this whole trend of people just being absolutely horrible uh, continues on in EVO, which is... You know the fighting game online tournament. They're like, I mean, yeah. that, that is the one. That's the big one. Yeah, it is now gone. Um, yeah, and I mean, this story is literally evolving as I am going through it. So let's see where it started from. Uh, Mortal Kombat pulled um, them's fighting herds. I don't know. Apparently, it's a My Little Pony inspired fighting game. Uh, <laughs> was supposed to be included. Uh, withdrew. Uh, then followed by Bandai Namco took away Tekken Seven, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and Soul Calibur will no longer be part of the event. Uh, then at nine thirty, so a half hour ago, um, the other co-founder will replace mr wizard uh and they will cancel evo online entirely over the past 24 hours in response to serious allegations recently made public on twitter we have made the first of a series of important decisions regarding the future of our company a spokesperson for evo told kotaku via email effective immediately joey cellular will no longer be involved with evo in any capacity we are currently working towards his complete separation from the company and have him relieved of all of his responsibilities going forward tony cannon will act as ceo in this position he will take a leadership role in prioritizing greater accountability across evo both internally and at our events progress doesn't happen overnight or without the bravery of those who speak up against misconduct and injustice we are shocked and saddened by these events but we are listening and committed to making change making every change that will be necessary, making EVO a better model for a stronger, safer culture we all seek. As a result, we'll be canceling the EVO online and we'll work to issue refunds for all players who chose to purchase a badge. We will donate the equivalent of all the proceeds as promised to Project Hope. So, yeah. Wow. I hadn't heard any allegations at all, so I don't know if this was like kind of covered up and then immediately they just reacted in... in I hate to say the appropriate manner because I think it took all of these other developers saying like NetherRealm saying we're not participating, Capcom saying we're not participating, Bandai Namco saying we're not participating. That leaves them with like really nothing to even hold the tournament before they made a statement because that statement I just read to you was the last thing uh, that just happened about 20 minutes ago from when we were recording that statement just came out. So this is literally evolving as we're going on. It may change by the time you folks hear this podcast, but yeah. What do you think? I mean, evil online, like that is the fighting game tournament. Like that, that is a big one. And I mean, it's the right thing to do, but God, man, can anybody be a decent human being anymore? Like what is going on? (laughs) Seriously? I know that's really, I mean, with the, the things that were, I was looking at today and were announced with smash tournaments and stuff like that too. It's just, Oh gosh, it's hard to think that any, like any event out there has gone down without anything like this happening now. You know what I mean? It's hard to look at any of this stuff and just wonder now at this point. Uh, my question now, I suppose, is do they recover from this? Do they come, do they get these games back? Do they make some, does somebody start something new that takes its place? Do they splinter off and all have their own mm. thing? I mean, I think somebody will try and jump in the grave, so to speak, and try and do something similar. But I think the, I think evil will come back. It's um, take I think, a while. I think it'll be like next year. 
I mean, they, they they acted this reaction while probably a little bit late. I think it's appropriate. Like this guy is out. He's been completely yes, removed. Gone. As of right now, he's the only one being accused of any misconduct. So by separating him, I think you can continue on with something that's just been around for years mm-hmm. um, and is the mainstay. And I think the, the publishers will come back based on that appropriate reaction. Not like, oh, we're going to look into it and we'll promise to do things better. And he's, it's like, no, this dude is out. Our other co-founders taking over and immediately we're doing this and we're donating money and we're doing, you know, we're pledging to do the right thing. So, yeah, they'll have to figure out how to police these things and not knowing the full story of what exactly he did this is tough because we also saw uh the smash brothers news today but there was a lot of sexual misconduct going on there then you know not tied to nintendo at all by any means but can you police what happens outside of the actual tournament like i don't know what you can do it's like if this guy's just a slime ball and whatever he did was just him being a slime ball how do you hold the event accountable for the personal actions of a person like they clearly couldn't predict that this was going to happen so it's it's a tricky thing i mean you can just really pledge hey we want to be all inclusive we want to try and make a safe environment but i mean how can you predict if somebody that goes there is going to be a a douche canoe for lack of a better term (laughs) right and any one person isn't an entire event or an entire company, uh, even though he was a very, very, very high up person. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can police the actions out. I, I think it's just something that naturally happens when you get a group of people large enough together for a weekend or whatever it is. It's just, it doesn't need to happen, but regardless of whether it's consensual or whatever, that kind of stuff is going to happen. It's human nature. You can't avoid that, but we can all be better to each other. I mean, you're, you're there to, to fight in video games, not to do anything else. I guess, I don't know if he takes parts part in the tournament as a joke or, you know, for fun or whatever, but you know, it, it's a bad look and they did a good thing to distance themselves immediately. I don't know what else, what else can you do? So it's just going to take time. Yep. Time heals all wounds as they say, except for the ones, except for the wounds that you get from time travel. Nobody ever talks about that, but those are the only ones that you literally cannot heal with time they are they occur because of time what about the wounds on your bum bum from losing a bet Mm, the wounds will heal but the internal scarring on your soul is forever that's fair that's fair what else you got for news uh uh, it's my turn now uh let's see (laughs) my friend pedro is being made into a television series by the writer of john wick if you can believe it uh, earlier this year, John Wick writer Derek Kolstad mentioned that he'd like to turn the game into a television series. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, it's actually going to happen. The series will be an R-rated half-hour dramedy series written and produced by Kolstad in partnership with DJ2 Entertainment and 87 North Productions. These sound like made-up things. John Wick and Deadpool, Deadpool 2 director David Leitch and Deadpool 2 director producer Kelly McCormick are also on board as or as executive producers. So, I mean, producers don't really have anything to do with the creative process of the movie usually, but, or of the product, but uh, I don't under, I mean, that is such a, I guess it works because it's such a broad thing to turn into a narrative based product, but yes, I mean, really, what do you have? Slow motion, Max Payne-esque bullet time, flipping and jumping, gunkata, and a and banana. Bananas. Yeah. I I mean, this is 
tough because while this sounds like a fun idea, I don't see it being much like the game, anything that people really remember or are going to talk about for a long time. Like we all know my friend Pedro just because of the banana. Like that's just like, you know, the first thing comes in your head and you're like, wait, what was the game about? Oh, that's right. It was like a gun foo type thing. But I mean, this has to be animated, right? Like that was the first thing came to my head. I'm like, you can't, I mean, you can, you can do this show live action, but imagine the cost Yes. Of doing everything that this game does in a series weekly. I feel like it's going to be like an anime adult cartoon. It doesn't say either way really in this. Just that's an R-rated half hour dramedy. Yeah. I mean, I hope it isn't because I feel like it would be much more awesome if it, if it's not. But I don't know how either they tame down the stunts to a dramatic yeah. degree. Um, but I kind of think this might be the thing that slows the let's sign any popular or cult hit video <laughs> game to a TV series or yep. show. I think this is the one that's going to be like, pump the brakes. Let's, you know, think about this for a second. At least the person who had said that they wanted to turn it into a series is the one who's actually doing it. So maybe they already had an idea for it. That's true. And, and I do think, so if you take the theming and the, the, what the game is for my friend Pedro and you put people involved in Deadpool two and John wick, like that makes sense to me at least. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's somebody who probably could pull this off somehow. It's just like, what is this going to be? be in the end like because if it's live action that's fine and it could be some really cool stunts or they can tame it down like you said but in the end he's still gonna be talking to a banana that talks back to him so yeah (laughs) i mean i guess i see the deadpool-esque aspect of that story but yeah what do you what is it about then i mean i i didn't play enough to know what my friend pedro was about in the background if it was about anything Mm -hmm. other than i think there was like mob guys or something or a gang that's that's about it so guess you got an open book on that one yeah yeah well there's other stuff being made into tv series and i'm a little more excited about this one (laughs) what do you mean how well i'll tell you fallout tv series from westworld creators is in the works for amazon prime okay that's all all, everything you said there is 800 times better than what i just said about (laughs) every aspect of that is better uh potentially Um, it's tough so all right so let's go back here so amazon studios has licensed the rights to the best-selling video game franchise fallout with married writers and showrunners joy and nolan attached to oversee the potential tv series the project is currently in development but has a series commitment penalty attached this is what's very weird so if that means if amazon accepts execs like the script fallout would bypass a traditional pilot stage and just go directly to series. Or if they say, we don't like it, everybody involved will be paid as if it did go to series anyway. That sounds like somebody's getting screwed in this deal. Bethesda nailed this negotiation. Like whoever they have is a genius. Um, Now, I will say, I, I haven't watched Westworld. The subject matter doesn't really interest me, but I know enough about it to know what it is. And I think, once again, the people involved are probably the right people for said project. Like this makes sense to me. Um, Joy and Nolan uh, will exec produce the series uh, via their Kilter Films banner associated game publishers, Bethesda Game Studios and Bethesda Softworks. Um, Todd Howard from Bethesda will also executive produce. So all the right people are involved. Um, they, they made a statement um, about how Fallout does its narrative storytelling and world building. Uh, their st- exact statement, Fallout is one of the greatest game series of all time. Each chapter of this insanely imaginative story has us cost has cost us countless hours we could have spent with family and friends we're so incredibly excited to partner with todd howard and the rest of the brilliant lunatics at bethesda to bring this massive submersive and darkly funny universe to life with amazon studios so they either had a great
great PR person write this statement for them or Joy and Nolan are actually familiar with the product again, which is a great thing if that's the truth. I just don't know what the story goes like, are they going to write an entirely original story for it? Are they going to follow right. one of the stories that already exist? Because it's not like my friend Pedro, You, it's half hour dramedy. He could just be doing different things every darn day. You know, there could be a, a Christmas special where he goes after to assassinate Santa Claus, like whatever. Like that, that seems open ended. Mm hmm this fallout would have to be a single encompassing story that will develop over the course of a season per se. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different how it's structured. I feel like, so that's the only part to me. It's nervous and they don't have a writer lined up yet either. So, I mean, this is, as I said, in discord, this is years out, you know, from us seeing anything coming from it, but I am excited. I think this is a, a good franchise that could potentially make a great uh, streaming show. A la Witcher that people seem to like. Yes, potentially it could. And I think the good thing about Fallout as a universe is that it is a universe that can tell a lot of different stories. You know, mm-hmm. you can have multiple genres within that uh, world and still be able to tell uh, a good story. And I think that's where the strength is going to lie here. I, I don't know how much it matters what type of story it is. I With that backdrop, it to me, it's always uh, alluring. It's always going to be something that I think I want to experience. So they can go in a lot of different directions. It's just only limited by what's available in the world. I mean, we're not going to see a lot of cars, for instance. Uh, We're not going to see certain things like that. But, you know, other than that, there is uh, lots of room for any type of possibility. I mean, you've got monsters, you've got Mm -hmm. gangs, you've got apocalypse you've got all sorts and and i mean every single season too could be a separate story it could be like tales from fallout like you know where each one it tells its tale but the next season it's a whole new person like like a true detective so yeah 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 every season could be a different story just set in that world and that would be completely fine too so it's almost like you're getting a movie versus a, a series each time let me pitch to you my this is what happens go on three different characters a number of different characters possibly three whatever is just the right amount a number between you know two and four okay yes yes exactly uh their their vaults all open around the same time and we experience that their single journey Uh, throughout most of the first season and then in the second season they all start to meet up at the same places because once you get released there's only a few many a few places to go outside of this area so i guess the real question here then is where what is the area right what is the the state as it were or the few states um because what we've seen boston california dc california dc uh I say, how about Florida? (laughs) Give us Florida, Louisiana, and uh, what, Tennessee? Is that the next one? Uh, I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. That that would be, you laugh, but that would be an interesting environment for sure to see how it it affects things like you have mutant gators and stuff. I was going to say giant crocodiles. Florida man just being a, a, a tweaker. You know, that would actually explain the existence of Raiders. <laughs> That's where yep. they came from. Yep. Hire me. You don't. You don't have a writer. Amazon. Come get. There you me. go. Done. Copyright. PSVG Prime. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Look, I mean, this is crazy. So you're getting Fallout. We're getting my friend Pedro. Uh, also in that deal, they did mention Disco Elysium was being worked out to be yeah, something, that. Yeah. which that's a weird one because. It, 
yes, it's a it's a well received game, but I wouldn't know that from a hole in the wall. Like if you put that out there, like nothing stands out to be uniquely about that. It's just yeah. here's another RPG game, but it, yep. they're still doing it, which is cool. Uh, we know Showtime has been developing Halo for a while, a uh, TV series <laughs> yeah. for Halo. HBO is doing The Last of Us. Netflix has The Witcher, like and Castlevania. Like th- this is a cool time for video game fans to be. It's our some, time. Some decent TV series. I think like all of them are at least you know the ones that are out have been well received enough to be like well these are good like you've seen the castlevania ones and yeah um you know i haven't watched the witcher i'm not really interested in that but people that are into it seem to enjoy it so and it's got a second season coming so yeah it's exciting it is exciting i mean it's it's a long time coming fallout has been yeah. around forever it oh, yeah. only took this long to to get another media are there fallout comics or books i think i've seen books i don't think i've ever seen comics yet and i'm glad That's that they're surprising. doing a tv series versus a movie too because a fall movie i feel like would be hard it would that like, would i think be that's really... where world of warcraft went wrong like if world of warcraft did a series instead of the movie trilogy they tried to do i feel like that would have been a whole lot better yes it, it's hard to fit that much world into i mean because then you're you're deciding between world building in your film and telling a story so right you're kind of you're either picking let's go mainstream and tell a story or let's please the audiences who are familiar with the with the franchise or whatever and you know do world building and uh you know put in the the easter eggs as everyone likes to say yeah the easter eggs in these movies all right yeah it looks like there's been a couple different fallout books it's hard to find which ones are actually associated with it and not um but there definitely was one fallout new vegas all roads hardcover book I'll have to um, check those out. So there's at least something out there. I'm just, I'm having a hard time figuring out what is fallout and what's not fallout. So mm. like the actual fallout. Well, it's such an actual, like it's such an open-ended term to exactly to, to search <laughs> and, for. And even when I search, you know, games based on fallout game, it's still brought up stuff that I'm pretty sure is not tied to it, but, but there's at least one that I can clearly tell because fallout new Vegas is in the name of it, but well, hopefully that's it doesn't die. Hopefully it doesn't just linger in some kind of uh, production development hell. Yeah, exactly. With the Halo series that was announced like 10 years ago at this point. I'm pretty sure they announced that during the Xbox One like announcement. Like, here's the Xbox One. And we've also partnered because that's when they kept when they wasted all that time talking about the Xbox One and how you'd be able to like connect it as a cable box or like that. Like, no, I feel like, yeah, I feel like all that was part of that conversation. Like, and because we're tied to TV, HBO was working on this. It's like, that's 10 years ago. Yeah, that's that's out of everybody's mind at this point. Sure. What else you got? You got anything else? Got one last thing. Uh, And I think this story goes out to Dev. I do want to say thank you for filling in. You did an excellent job for me last week. And I got a story for you, man. Uh, I got some limited edition clothing line that reflects your PC's RGB glow. Oh, yes. No RGB. So you can actually like wear this elsewhere and not look, you know, ridiculous. Hmm. But it does reflect the glow. HyperX has teamed up with athletic apparel maker Champion to offer a line of reflective clothing, quote, designed to capture the brilliance of light. Man, that sounds like a PR marketing. Uh, Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) And reflect light back to its source, according to a press release. The Collab's website describes the graphic as an elevated rainbow reflective logo. And a video shows that the logo appears dark under weak lighting and then looks glowier when hit by a stronger light source. Uh, It's available July 9th and will consist of a cotton t-shirt for... (laughs) 
35 dollars hmm. a fleece hoodie for 80 dollars and a pair of slides which i'm guessing is the cool word for sandals yeah they're like the adidas sandals where you're actually, yeah there's, no, there's nothing that goes in between your toes if you just slide into it that's the slide there's nothing that goes in between your toes slides for- but these ones will in fact glow oh Let's see what you did there. Uh, forty-five dollars, a little pricey. They're I remember seeing the slides. Those would be yeah, under your desk. Your feet are under your desk. Ex- yeah. How are? Uh, I mean, maybe a light strip down there specifically for underlighting and f- foot reflection. Yeah, but I mean, no one's gonna see it. Like, even if you're stream, like, if you're a streamer and you're like, hey, I want to show this off. You know, a t-shirt or a hoodie might be cool, but this- nobody's gonna see the slides. Yeah, I mean, at least they went pretty minimal with the design, at least from this yeah. uh, picture here. So that's something. I guess you kind of have to if you really want it to stand out. But uh, I got to say my opinion on this is pretty pretty poor. The The price point alone is bad enough, but mm. I don't think that it's worth the, the effort. It doesn't seem to be as brilliant as it yeah. promises. I mean, the hoodie is expensive. T-shirt for $35. i am with you. To me, I'm like, whoa. But there are people that spend $35, $40 on a T-shirt. So I don't think that's... That'll probably be their best-selling item, I feel. Like, that, I think, will still sell. The other stuff is kind of iffy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I personally wouldn't spend $35 on a T-shirt, I don't think. Um, But... You have to... It would literally be like a jacket that I have to put on when I sit next to my computer. Like, hold on. I put money into this. I better put it on. It's the only place I can play it or wear it at. (laughs) Otherwise, it looks like a really boring shirt. Yep. Uh, What will they think of next? Ones that glow on their own. Um, All right. Let's let's wrap it up here, Lucas. Let's talk about this one here. Yeah. This, This is the one... This is the story that even if you don't like the man, you're not interested in it, has captivated <laughs> gamers across the world right now. Yes. And that's what's happened to our buddy, Dr. Disrespect. So last week, it's been a week now where Twitch wow. dropped the almighty Thor's ban hammer and permanently banned Dr. Disrespect. Now, initial rumors when that first happened, if you aren't following it was, oh, it's, it's a DMCA ban. He had some music on in his stream that wasn't licensed and it's probably just hit with that. But everyone's like, okay, well, then it won't be a permanent ban. But then Twitch came out and said, nope, it's a permanent ban. But then Twitch also said, we're not going to tell you why. Which is very odd. It is, but they typically don't give specific details. They will say things like violation of terms of service, which is, in fact, what they said here. Or they'll, you know, say it's a DMCA takedown or anything like that, which there's been a bunch Mm -hmm. of those right now with Twitch. And that's why everyone thought that that was the case right away. Um, A day goes by. Nobody still nobody knows. But like the Internet was just blowing up with speculation and what was going on. His wife came out and said, thank you for supporting you know, Champions Club. Yeah, got sorry. Oh, I was going to say I don't know if you uh said this cuz I was dealing with something else, but it also happened on a stream where he like yes. suddenly cut the stream off and that also fueled a lot of what's happening now because I mean he gets a lot of viewers, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that doesn't happen very often. Sorry, I just wanted to... Yeah, no, no, you're upset, right? The the footage, he's he's playing... He was playing a game, and then towards the end of his stream, the last eight minutes of the stream before he cut, was uh, a fan sometimes sent him things to watch and, and react to live on the streams. Mm-hmm. And typically, it's like, hey, the new Fortnite trailer came out, and he'll run it in the background, he'll mock it, make fun of it, do his little... His spiel that he does, you know, his character. Yeah. Um, in this case, somebody sent him a Roblox one, which he was playing. And I don't really know the context of what he was saying, but at that point, he clearly became like distracted mm-hmm. and his character's tone kind of changed. And he was like, you know, don't worry, Champions Club, we'll get through this. And everyone's kind of like, what are you talking about? And then he looks at his cell phone and kind of just sighs and then says, uh, 
f word and then the stream cuts and plays like what it plays at the end of his shows you know when, when it's and it's the streams are ending and that was it so it's a little weird there i don't know if that was the news of him finding out from twitch he was being permanently banned i don't know if that was somebody tipping him off that something was coming we really don't know um his wife came out and spoke a day after the ban happened it was like thank you for the support and love i stand by you know my husband and yada 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 so everyone kind of at that point was like well this doesn't this maybe isn't something sexual allegations because there was a lot of that going on with Twitch and yeah. they banned a handful of people for that because they have kind of like a no tolerance for that. Like if there's allegations, they'll just cut you right then and there um, while they investigate and then maybe reinstate you if it turns out it was nothing, but they'll do a ban right away. Um, but this was this seemed different. And Doc's been in trouble in the past for his sexual misconduct. Not he's never been accused of like assaulting anybody or like that, but he did admit to an affair that he had and this and that. And that, you know, that was a public thing. And that's when he disappeared. He came back months, months later, mm-hmm. um, kind of came back and, and has been, you know, the star he has been since then. And his wife came back to him and they worked things out apparently. So I don't think that's something that's on the table right now per se, because his wife came out and stood by him. I think, you know, one time is one thing. Second time, if you're still standing by your man, it seems a little weird to me, but okay. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm torn thinking something like that. So then Doc came out the next day after that and stated, Twitch hasn't even told me why I'm banned. So that's also a weird thing, too, because you figure Twitch would at least have to say something to him. But Twitch's official statement, as is our process, we take appropriate action. We have the evidence that a streamer has acted in violation of our community guidelines or terms of service. These apply to all streamers, regardless of status or prominence in the community. So I guess this leads to some questions here. Uh, they're saying he's Doc is indeed done. And not just on Twitch is what some sources are saying. I know why and I cannot say, but this is serious. Uh, this was Shannon Z Killer, another streamer. There's been a couple other streamers that have also said similar things like they know why, but they're really not comfortable talking about this. Mm-hmm. But it seems, I don't know if that's people just trying to get attention or it's something legit because here, here's where I stand on it is Twitch didn't say why, allegedly. And Twitch said they're not going to say why. Doc says Twitch didn't tell him, but that doesn't mean he doesn't know why. Like he might know why because he knows what he did if he did something. We know it's not music related. It's not a DMCA because that would have come out already. It wouldn't be a permanent ban. Yeah. So what's left? Like that's where I'm really torn. If it was sexual allegations, something like that, somebody, the accuser at the very least would have come out and said something publicly. Like that's kind of the big move right now is everybody that that been victimized here has come out publicly and said it as part of their accusation saying, you know, it's time for me to tell the truth. Let's get this out and, you know, airing it for their own healing process and to make sure awareness is out there. It's not just getting buried by some corporate willing to hide it. Now, Doc had a multi-million dollar contract for exclusivity with Twitch too, which goes along with them saying that, you know, despite anybody's clout or or popularity we we treat everybody the same so some people like saying crazy things like well the fbi is involved and stuff like that but right he would have been arrested by now right you would think or have it's some been a sort week of, yeah right. he'd have to be processed in some fashion right and that hasn't happened because we definitely would have heard of that if something like that happened so i'm really weirded out there's been some talk of like doc supposedly you know looking to start a, a you know support a new streaming platform supposedly with ninja and shroud who both left mixer and took their yeah. money and went because they didn't want to go to facebook seeing some of that going on and i feel like yep that would lead to a ban for sure because they have a, they have a contract there but i feel like that would have come out already somebody would have said like yep that's the case i like, confirm that well and that's not as serious as like an alleg- a sexual assault allegation right allegation or something so like, you probably whole- want to clear the air before it gets out of right. hand like all the streamers saying i know what it is but i feel uncomfortable talking about it that wouldn't be a situation where i feel like somebody would feel uncomfortable talking about yeah but if he did something that would in my mind be something you'd feel uncomfortable talking about i feel like he would have already been arrested so yeah, yeah. I it don't makes know. 
I mean, maybe it's some kind of money theme thing, like tax evasion. I or was something. thinking that too. That's one thing I was thinking. I'm like, you look at somebody who, like, obviously he probably paid taxes on his deal with Twitch, but all donations and stuff like that, that's got to be handled differently, I would imagine. Um, you know, from your subscribers and stuff like that. And all subscribers got refunds uh, if they were paying for that month. Um, you know, he's had deals with Mountain Dew most recently to game fuel was the sponsor of his show oh, recently yeah. in the past he said deal with you know g, g fuel and and things like that uh websites that were selling like figurines or merch of doc have pulled it down like there's been a lot of stuff where it's like but if nobody knows what it is how would these uh endorsements know to pull out like yeah what if it was literally nothing you just canceled your endorsement with somebody like that doesn't make any sense at all i wonder if like a, a lawyer or somebody would be able to shed more light on what it could possibly be based on the actions that are being taken because yeah like you said they'd have to know or at least there would have to be some sort of inclination as to what it would be right yeah, like that's like tough. Do- Doc wouldn't have come out and said a statement saying Twitch didn't tell me why if it was something he had to be quiet about because it was like an active investigation or something like like he wouldn't yeah. have come out and said something. His wife, I don't think, would have come out and said something. Twitch, Twitch, Twitch's response would go in lines with something like that because they're not saying why. They're just saying, well, this is what we do for anybody. We have to terms of service is a very generic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's weird. Like we had people banned from Twitch for sexual allegations, sexual you know assault or predatory actions uh, banned. We had Doc banned. We don't know why. And there are still people complaining about other streamers, like, oh, what was her name? Alinity, the, the girl who tossed her cat and abuses her cat on stream. But she's still there. Yeah. So everyone's like, well, terms of service. <laughs> like, yes, that's not as bad as a lot of these other things, but we don't know why Doc was banned. You have this girl doing that, and there's other people with some potentially can be seen as lewd uh, Twitch con- uh Twitch content. content. Thank you. I, was, I blanked on the word there. <laughs> I thought um, you were starting to say it, and then you didn't say it. I was like, yeah, oh, that are allowed gonna... to continue on. And it's just... It's a really weird thing, but I am absolutely, and not just because I'm a fan of Doc, but I let's get it straight. I never sat there and like watched his whole entire like live stream. Yeah, I, mean, I would watch like this, before. I would watch his ten minute like highlight clips that would end up on YouTube every other day, and I enjoyed those, and I, I appreciated the character he played. Um, so I hope it's nothing serious, but I'm really just captivated by what the hell is going on because we just know nothing, and it's been a week. Yeah. That's a really long time. And I know a lot of people are, I've seen articles talking about what it could possibly be. The question is, do we ever find out what it is? We got to find out eventually, right? Eventually it's got to come out. I would think. I mean, if this is a giant like PR move to, to somehow like put more, uh, more attention onto Dr. Disrespect, that would be awful in a, a huge violation of like, of Twitter. I mean, uh, Twitch and uh so like even that seems out the window yeah some folks had said that too like oh it's probably a big publicity stunt but it's like you know what in the same week that you're banning people for sexual assault allegations no that would be really poor taste for both doc and twitch to partake in something like that so i dude i just don't know i i i'm hoping it's something just like violation of the contract where he was talking to somebody else about a deal that he shouldn't be doing while under contract with twitch or something like that it's all i can think of and if it is, you would have to imagine that if he's getting into this kind of trouble for something like that, he probably has to shut up before, you yep. know, I'm sure he has some lawyer saying you can't say anything right now because okay. anything that you say is going to ruin these deals or mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And he's got to look at future sponsorships and stuff like that. Yep. So yep. I would imagine it's probably something pretty boring. It just seems alluring because we don't know what it is. right? Yeah, now. I really hope it's something like that. Not 
anything that the FBI needs to be involved with or everything that people are saying, you know, but I don't feel comfortable talking about him. Like that just makes me think of some horrible, horrible stuff that I really hope. Yeah. Isn't the case, but that's the, that's the one part that doesn't make, that doesn't really add up with anything that I just said is like, you don't feel comfortable talking about it. Comfortable. How, like, is it awkward or is it not your place to talk about it? You know? Right. (laughs) So we'll see. I wonder how long it'll take. I don't think we'll hear anything for like, Another three weeks, probably. Oh, that would kill me. <laughs> I really just want to know. All right. I do that's, too. That's, that's it. That's all we got for this week, everybody. So, uh, Lucas, where can people find you and all the other stuff you're up to? Uh, I do another podcast that we've referenced here on the show a couple of times. Flux to Post. Go check us out there. We talk about games and just other stuff like the slice of life. Uh, we. I'm also on Twitter at heavy metal underscore riff. And I... Uh, prowl the uh discord i almost said i couldn't think of the thing after talking about twitter twitch and all the other things the discord uh servers looking for pictures of food that people post yeah i i realized after i said the word prowl it sounded really bad i'm like you can't say prowl now in this day and age because it means something completely different so uh no i just kind of lounge about and i'm always on like i'm the guy who sleeps on the couch that's basically my my role in the discord server you just kind of act like i'm part of the furniture but i'm always there fair enough you can follow the show at psvg on twitter head over to the website psvg.blog to find links to all the other content we offer as well as links to said discord and patreon if you're so inclined to do so there as well you can follow me at psvg kevin on literally everything wow everything you look in the phone book i'm under psvg kevin you look under the dictionary (laughs) i'm under psvg kevin what's a dictionary who has a dictionary? All right. If you Google PSVG Kevin <laughs> and go to dictionary.com <laughs> and go to dictionary.com, I'll be under there just waiting for you to find me and wondering what you've been up to all this time. But thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. But most importantly, as always, we ask that you never stop licensing obscure video games to make it to a TV series in three to five years from now. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.